Hey, welcome back, guys. This is Anthony for Movie Talk with Anthony. On this episode, I will be talking about 2022 movies, and this is part two. So I will be talking about movies that came out between April to June. So before I get into that, I just had a, like a little introduction. So I wanted to talk about the top 10 box office number one films for 2022. Um, so this ranged from um, number 10 being Puss in Boots, um, the sequel, it received $482.7 million. And the number one movie for 2022 was Avatar 2, and it received $2.3 billion. So uh, as I said earlier, um, why I wanted to talk about 2022 movies is because I felt that that was the first full year after covid um, so I, I want to compare it before COVID, so to 2019. Um, 2019 saw all, all but nine movies that passed the $1 billion mark. So only one movie was um, made under a $1 billion in the top 10 list. Also, um, three movies in 2022 only passed the $1 billion mark. So compared to 2019, there was nine movies that passed one billion, and then in 2022, only three movies passed the one billion dollar mark. So you can see how bad COVID did affect the movie industry. Furthermore, um, one of the movies in the top ten list in 2022 is a Chinese film, and it was called um, "The Battle at Lake Changlin." It was a sequel, um, number two. And so I never heard of that movie, but I thought that was interesting that a Chinese movie made it in the top 10 list be because there was no foreign movie that made it in the top 10 list for 2019. The top three movies in 2019 were all made by Disney. And for 2022, um, the first one was made by Disney in 20th Century. Um, number two was Paramount, and number three being Universal. So I just wanted to share those few things with you. Okay, so let's go right into my podcast. So we're going to start off with April. Um, I felt April was a bit of a slow month for me. Um, first, Morbius came out, and it was a very um, bad movie that was reviewed. It didn't um, do well at the box office. Um, Jared Leto's um, stars in that movie and so yeah it didn't get that much attention and it got bad reviews so that's how April started off um, also Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out um, there's a third one coming out in December 2024 I did see the first Sonic the Hedgehog it was okay but nothing to really pull me into seeing the sequel I did know that there was more characters from the Sonic universe that was introduced. I'm not too big. I'm not a, a, actually at all a fan of video games, but I do remember playing Sonic <laughs> when I was growing up, and that was probably the only video game that I played was Sonic um, because I believe it was from Sega. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't have that much experience basically no experience with video games, but I do remember playing Sonic when I was younger. <laughs> and then, yeah. 
Um, so the next movie was uh, was called Ambulance, and that movie is over two hours long, and I felt like whatever could have happened in that movie, they basically made it happen. And that could be like a good thing or a bad thing, but I felt that was a bit of a too long of a movie. Um, basically, they, there's these bad guys that take over this ambulance, and they're like driving all around the town and, and stuff, like a city. And so I was excited when that movie first was announced, but then when I watched the trailer, I wasn't really um, too interested with it, just basically on how it looked. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal stars in it, so if you're like a Jake Gyllenhaal fan, then I would say um, to go see it. Um, it only made a little bit more than $50 million, so it wasn't that much of a um, blockbuster hit. It wasn't that popular, um, but yeah. <laughs> um, the next movie was the Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, the third movie came out. Um, I was a bit exhausted uh, for this movie, and I felt like the audience was too. Um, when they were first going to make all the Fantastic Beasts movies, there was going to be at least five movies, but nothing has been announced so far yet for the fourth one, and I feel like they just may have stopped <laughs> at the moment. Maybe they'll make the fourth one in the future. I know that HBO just announced like a Harry Potter series and there's going to be like I believe seven seasons and each season's going to take like a year um, of Harry Potter being in school so every um, season is committed to one of Harry's um, year-long schooling so maybe they're going to go in that direction instead instead of having the fourth Fantastic Beast movie I was really excited for the Fantastic Beast movie. However, I felt like, I don't know, it just wasn't grabbing my attention as the movies kept coming out. So I didn't see, go, I didn't really care to go see number three. Um, the next movie is called The Northman. Um, it was worth a watch. It's still a slow movie. Um, Anya Taylor Joy is in that movie. I always go like to see her movies, like to give her movies a shot to go watch. Um, I like her as an actress. Um, so it's a little bit slow. It's made in the older days, but I enjoy, I watched it. It was a bit long and stuff, but it was okay. Um, the next movie is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage. Um, I didn't go see that one, but I kind of wanted to. Nicolas Cage has been coming out with lots of movies <laughs> every year, so I'm kind of bit choosy because I don't want to get too exhausted with him even though I am a little bit exhausted with him um so I didn't go see this movie but I wanted to go see it and it was basically like a reflection of his life and all the characters in um he was in his former movies and so he basically got to reflect in some way somehow from um in his past characters that he made so it's basically like Nicolas Cage like playing himself sort of a, a bit but yeah um so if you like Nicolas Cage I say go go see it <laughs> um and then I heard that he was is having some financial troubles so that's why 
he's always coming out with movies. And so he usually comes out with at least two or three movies a year. So his previous one I didn't go see that just came out this year, and that was called Renfield. It's like a vampire movie. Um, I wasn't too big of the Nicholas, I think, Holt is how he's, um, you say his name. He recently started in the menu, and I wasn't really too big. Um, I didn't really care too much on his acting, so I didn't choose to go see that movie. But I don't want to hate on Nicholas Cage too much because he does have some good movies that he has made. Um, next one is Memory, and here's another person who has made a lot of movies, um, Liam Neeson. Um, I believe I saw this one. <laughs> Sometimes Liam Neeson also comes out with a lot of movies that has the same storyline with it. Just, there's like this always this bad guy, and then here's Liam Neeson trying to track him down and stuff. Um, so I always like to give Liam Neeson's movies a try. I may miss one or two, but for the most part, I like to go support Liam Neeson. Um, probably a little bit more than Nicolas Cage, even though Liam Neeson's movies are more similar. They, they just have basically a different setting. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, let's see. Um, one movie that I was actually excited for for April, so it's something a little bit more positive. The movie is called Duel. It stars Karen Gillian. Um, you might know her from Jumanji and also Guardian of the Galaxies movies. So the third Guardian of the Galaxy movie is coming out um, this upcoming weekend. So I don't know if I'll see it this weekend because I know it's going to be busy. Or, but I did see the la her last two or the last two Guardian of the Galaxy movies. But Duel is about a young woman who decides to clone herself because she finds out that. She she finds out that she is terminally ill. Um, so it's about this like society where if you find out that you're about to be like about to die, maybe for an illness in this case, you can clone yourself so the people that you leave behind won't be too depressed. So she actually does clone herself to look exactly like her. Um, and basically like it's, most people know is when there's a clone, they basically like um, start off maybe as like a baby and then all the years pass and everything. But this is basically like an automatic clone. Like however she's looking at that moment, that's how the clone comes out. And it basically has most of the same memory as I believe from watching the movie. However, she finds that that she um, is not terminally ill and that she's able to live however the rules state um, either the clone or the person has to die so that there's only one person that lives um, so basically like the second half of the movie you're basically wondering who's going to live at the end is it going to be the real person or the clone um, so that's how the movie goes in that direction so that once again the movie is called duel so these are some of the movies that came out in april um i feel like there was a lot of misses than hits that's my observation but um let's go back let's go forward to the next month and it's may i always get excited for may because it's close to summer and that's when like the blockbuster movies come out 
Um, so first movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, that started off in May. Um, one thing that I re remember um, before the movie came out it was like this was going to be like a different Marvel movie just because it's going to have like horror elements to it. I remember that's like how like the advertisement or promotions was like pushing for this movie that it's going to have some horror elements to it. And I was really excited for that. I'm not, I don't really follow all the comics and I may not see all the movies, but I was like, oh, that might have some horror elements. Maybe I'll definitely go um, check out this movie. I like to go see most of the Marvel movies. Um, if I miss them, I'm not going to be too upset about it, but yeah. Um, so I did actually go see this movie and I actually saw it before like most of the um, audiences got to see this movie. I basically saw it with my coworkers while work at the movie theater. We saw it like at like around midnight. <laughs> so that's what I remember. <laughs> so it was like really like late and here I am at the movie theater. It's past midnight. I'm watching <laughs> this movie. But I wanted to go see it um, for the horror elements. Um, I felt like it could have had a little bit more horror um, to it. Maybe my expectations were a bit too high. I don't know. Maybe Marvel shouldn't um, might think like they might not want it to be like really horrific. So maybe that's what horror meant to them is what they put out. And that's fine. But yes. Um, so let's see. I, le I basically left the theater in the early hours. I believe it was like almost 2 a.m. So yeah, I don't really exactly remember the whole movie since it was that late. But yeah, definitely go see the movie. Um, next movie was a remake of the Stephen King book Firestarter. Um, so in the original, Drew Barrymore starred in it. And this time, Zac Efron plays the dad in the movie. So it's kind of hard picturing him as a dad since his character's years ago was a teen heartthrob. <laughs> um, so now he's playing, like, this dad. Um, I wasn't really... The trailer, when it first came out, I wasn't really pulled towards it. And um, I actually got went to go see this movie during tornado chasing. And the person that I went to go see it with, she, like, really liked the movie. And I was like, oh... <laughs> I, I still remain positive, but I feel like I fell asleep in the movie. I was really tired. I think we were traveling that day. And I think I was traveling. That was like my first day to travel to Oklahoma from Charlotte. So I was a little bit tired. It was a bit of a long of a journey and stuff. And we saw that movie pretty late, I believe, maybe around 9 or 10-ish or something. And because I remember it was dark, so it was a little bit later than expected since a full day of traveling for me and the movie was really boring and stuff it was kind of oh maybe like c-rated i didn't really think it was that great of a movie but i went to go see it um one thing that stood out from this movie well after it um the young actress um she was nominated for the razzies and if you don't know what the razzies are is is it's basically like this award ceremony where they give out like awards for like maybe like the worst movie, worst actress, just stuff that is more like a negative connotation. Maybe people find it funny or something like, oh, I got nominated for a Razzie. But that's what basically the Razzies are. However, um, they nominated this young actress 
um, for the Worst Actress Award, and it got some heat <laughs> in the public eye because she's a young actress. She's learning. She doesn't need to be perfect. And so a lot of people were talking about it, and they actually made a rule, like, let's not, like, nominate kids for the Razzies because that can definitely hurt someone's mental health and stuff and may um, discourage them for from future acting gigs and stuff. So um, they took away that nomination. And then I thought that was pretty cool because um, I felt like, I feel like for people who are that young, sometimes that could be like a little bit too hard of criticism for someone that age. Um, even though I didn't really like the movie, um, I did see the young actress on the Drew Barrymore show. So seeing those two, uh, because they basically play the same character in two different times, but for the same movie, I thought that was really cool. And they did like this whole thing where they stood in front of the like a fan and their hair is like blown around, and that's basically like the cover of the like the movie poster. So, I don't know, it had some nostalgia, like, the interview. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. Um, another movie that came out was is a sequel to Downton Abbey. This movie made close to $100 million, and I thought that was pretty cool. I don't like these kind of movies, like, we're, like, the old British kind of movies. I'm not really drawn to them, but... Downtown Abbey definitely has, like, a target audience, and I wanted to definitely point that out. I'm not part of that target audience, but I definitely wanted to point that out in my podcast. So, yes, Downtown Abbey, um, the sequel came out in May, and made close to $100 million, so good job, Downtown Abbey. Um, the Mor- Memorial Day weekend, um, it had Top Gun Maverick, so the sequel to Top Gun, and also the, the Bob's um, Bob's Burger movie came out at the box office, and Top Gun Maverick made like lots of money. <laughs> it, um, I enjoyed the movie. I went. Um, one thing that I didn't really like about the movie is that it didn't really talk about like the name of the like the enemy or the bad person. All you know is that there's like a bad person, but you don't really get to like see who the bad person is. You don't really have too much bad... You don't have too much information on who the bad person is. There's just, like, this bad person. And it's basically, like, a Tom Cruise movie. Like, spotlight's always on him. Um, you do get to see how his his height... And I don't want to um, say anything negative about anyone's height, but I always maybe have thought Tom Cruise is maybe a little bit taller in the movies. And... One thing that I've, like, picked up in the years is that there's, like, a lot of actors and actresses who I feel are seen as taller in movies, but they're actually not in real life. Um, Tom Cruise stood against, like, was standing um, with another actor, and I thought the camera angle was a little bit bad because it did definitely show Tom um, Cruise being much shorter than what appears to the audience. So yes, I did want to point that out. I don't want to say anything negative, but that's one thing that I've noticed is that there's like a lot of actors and actresses who seem to appear to be taller in movies, but that's not always the case. I actually Googled <laughs> some of the actors and actress height because I was like, I wonder how they would stand like 
if they were standing in front of me? Would they be same height? Are they taller, shorter? I always try to imagine what an actor or an actress, um, what they look like in real life than what you see in the movies. Okay, so let's see what else I need to say. Um, Tom, um, Top Gun Maverick basically spent the whole summer at the theaters. Like, I feel like we still had it in, like, Labor Day. And I feel like even the holidays that came after Labor Day, maybe, like, I don't think it was Thanksgiving, but I'll say Thanksgiving. So, like, it came back to theaters. So, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick um, definitely spent a lot of time at the box office for 2022. And that was, like, the number one movie. Um, number it was like one of the top movies of 2022. So yes. Um, let's see. It made close to 1.5 billion. Yes, this was the second highest revenue movie of 2022. Next movie is the Bob's Burger movie and it's based on the animated TV show for the past 13 years. The movie did well with Rotten Tomatoes with getting 88% However, it did not do well at the box office. It only made about $34.2 million out of the $38 million budget it had. Um, so I bet the only the target audience was basically like people who watch the TV series. So if you like Bob's Burger, definitely go see the movie because it, they did put out this movie from during Memorial Day weekend. So they definitely had some of idea like this movie is a good movie that people should at least go see since uh, Memorial Day weekend is a popular um, weekend for movies to come out. I always look forward to Memorial Day weekend every year. Next month is June. Um, Crimes of the Future kicked off in June. I was excited for the movie, but kind of felt lost in the movie. Um, I'm, I'm always excited to see a Kristen Stewart movie for the most part on the big screen. Um, even though most people don't really care for her, I'll give her movies a shot. I know she recently, I believe she played the um, Princess Diana in a movie. I wanted to go see it, but I just never went to go see it. And I think it was on streaming, but it was just never on my watch list. But I always go see Kristen Stewart movies. So um, I felt just a tad lost in it. Maybe I should see it a second time to get a better understanding. I don't know. Um, but another movie that came out is called Watcher. It stars Micah Monroe. Um, she's from the 2014 movie It Follows. And that's like one of my favorite movies. And I always like to go see Micah Monroe movies. Like I'll basically always go see a Micah Monroe movie. And she's actually making a movie right now with Nicholas cage i believe it's called like long leg or something it has like maybe like a spider name to it like long leg and um i believe it's like a murder mystery or something about that but yes i like micah marone i like to see her movies um i thought for this movie it's called the watcher i felt it was a bit too predictable and that there was not enough twist and the reveal it like I felt like it dragged on. Like, you knew what was going to happen. You're wondering, like, when is it going to happen? But, like, the movie just kept going and going. And then, oh, it happened. But, like, we already, I felt like I already knew what was going to happen. And sometimes I'm really bad at, like, guessing what the twist is. But, like, for this movie, I kind of knew what the twist was. I don't know. Maybe 
that there wasn't really a twist supposed to be for this movie, but it was just supposed to be a surprise. I'm not really sure, but I felt like the movie was a bit predictable. I was a bit tiny disappointed, but I always like to go see Micah Monroe's movies. I always like to push her, like to say, push people to go be like, go see this movie and stuff, get excited. Yeah, but I am excited for her next movie. Um, so let's see. The next movie is Jurassic World Dominion, and this is like the third movie for the reboot trilogy. I was excited for this movie. This movie had the new characters working with the legacy characters, and then they would get swapped around, and then they would work with new characters, and they get shuffled again, and then they would work with different people. I don't know. I'm always like a sucker for those kind of movies. <laughs> where, like, the legacy characters and the new characters work together and they just keep moving around in different situations and they have to work with new people. Yeah, so I felt um, I'm always a sucker for those kind of movies. Um, I like the movie. However, the ratings were not as positive. Some people who I talked to didn't really care for the movie. I felt like this movie was better than the last movie for um, Jurassic World. Jurassic, the second one, it wasn't like, I felt like it wasn't enough action. It was kind of depressing, but I felt like the third one, there was more action. Like the legacy characters came back from the first, from the first movie. I thought that was cool. Um, so, yeah. And there is more dinosaurs um, and many like different kinds of dinosaurs and there was, like, more scenery for those different kind of dinosaurs to, like, be in. So, like, there's there was, like, maybe, like, a city scene. There was, like, an air scene. There was, like, a frozen water scene. There was, like, a water scene that was not frozen. <laughs> and so there, there was, like, all these different kind of, like, setting. And in each of those settings there was, like, a different kind of dinosaur. And I, I thought that was cool. So I would will say positive stuff about Jurassic World 3. And it was called Dominion. Um, next movie is Pixar Lightyear. It made over $200 million. Um, I didn't go see it. When I saw Toy Story when it came out in 95, I thought Buzz Lightyear was a boring character. So I didn't go see it. Um, it did get some like talk in the media that there was like this lesbian character in the movie um i do um remember that and i heard it wasn't the movie wasn't good so those are some things that i do remember about this movie that came out that some people didn't like that there was a lesbian character in it and so i always like to um, provide as much detail about movies as possible especially with like the media and stuff and so but it did make over $200 million. So I don't know if for Disney, I don't know if that's good or not. But yes. Um, next movie was Black Phone. And this was like a blockbuster horror film. Black Phone was originally supposed to come out in January or February. I feel like they kept on moving the dates back and forth. However, due to like a lot of like talk about this movie, they decided to push it to the um, end of June. So for the summer. So when movies get pushed to, like, the summer, that, that is, like, a really good sign. Usually when movies are pushed back, that's not, like, anything good. But if it's going to get pushed back to the summer, uh, 
um, that means that they believe that this movie is going to like the movie's going to do good. So the movie is about a guy who kidnaps basically boys and ends up killing them. However, when one boy gets kidnapped and locked in a basement, there's like a phone in the room that rings. And on the other side of the phone is like the previous killed boys. And they provide hints and advice to this kid who's like trapped in this room and so that he can like survive from this like maniac psycho. <laughs> um, the movie is based off of a short story. The movie cost less than $20 million to make and made over $160 million. Rotten Tomatoes gave it at 83%, and there is talks actually about a sequel. I believe like the sequel is already announced, so I'm interested in what the sequel could be um, about because I feel like the movie did have like an ending that like was solid and concrete, but... I enjoyed the movie, so I'm excited for a sequel. I always like to give sequels a shot, especially if the first one was good. And yeah, so um, I didn't. Maybe I should go read the book because I didn't read like the little short story. Maybe I should. I can do that this summer. <laughs> um, let's see. Next movie is um, there was like a movie that came out about Elvis Presley, and the movie did well at the box office. Um, Tom Hanks stars in it, and Tom Hanks plays like the manager of the um, of Elvis Presley, and he's basically like a bit of a villain. Um, it cost eighty five million dollars to make and made over two hundred eighty eight million dollars. So one movie that came out, um, another movie that came out that I also enjoyed was Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So this is an A twenty four movie. So as I said in the first like part one, I love A twenty four movies. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like an A twenty four movie came out um, at the end of June, um, and this movie was not a wide release. So even at the movie theater that I worked at, we didn't get this movie. So I basically had to go see this movie at a different mo theater. Um, so it's about basically about like this shell who is separated from his family and he has to find his way back t or find his family. And so the movie is, is a bit depressing at times. Um, but you know what? I like A24 movie. I'll always, for the most part, see an A24 movie. I, and I want to give it like some attention. So yes. Um, and also, I, I did not know this, but there was like, Marcel the Shell like other videos maybe like 2011 and stuff on YouTube um, I talked to people and they're like oh yeah there's like YouTube videos about him so this is already like a thing before this movie came out I did not know it until like later on after seeing this but yeah Marcel the Shell was like I guess I wouldn't say popular but there was talk in 2011 about Marcel the Shell so I thought that was pretty cool that there was actually a movie made, even though it was, like, many years later. It was still cool. Yes. Um, so, let's see. So, for my little shout-out for um, movie merchandise for the end of this podcast, um, I will be talking about, like, artwork. This artwork is a unique artwork. It's a bit pricey, t though, but it still looks cool. The website is Movie 
palette.com. Movie, then palette, P-A-L-E-T-T-E.com. It shows rectangular artwork that has stripes that represent a color of a particular scene in the movie. So basically, it will have like all these different like stripes that show like that will have a color based on like the prominent color of that scene for um, for that movie. So if the movie mostly takes at night, there's going to be like a bunch of stripes that are dark. Um, say if the movie takes place in the ocean, maybe like on a boat, there's going to be a lot of like stripes that are bluish. Like so, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and it is a bit pricey. Like the lowest price I saw is about $75. And I saw prices to go past $100. Um, I thought it was a pretty co cool thing, though. I saved it in my phone so I so I, that I can easily go back to the website if I ever have the money to buy a piece of artwork. Um, they, I don't believe they have like every movie because, of course, there's like so many movies. So I would think of like maybe like five movies if you're thinking about getting an artwork. Think of like five movies, shot them down, and like so when you look them up, you're not like automatically like discouraged, like, hey, they don't have this movie. So I would think about choosing about like maybe five movies, and they should at least have one of the five movies. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I just wanted to give it a shout out for my um, podcast. So this is my end of my podcast. Thank you for taking your, your time to listen to my podcast. And once again, this is Movie Talk with Anthony. Enjoy the rest of your day.